spoiled comforter and some books I never read. I'm gonna climb that corporate ladder, cause I don't need a man. Bunny hunt's coming over, she has too much time on her hands. We'll light a hundred candles, wait for a guy to call. Hey, can I offer you a snack? There's some paint chips on the wall. It's the 90s. I can afford this giant home, an assistant salary. Step on the balcony, show off my pixie haircut, cause I live in the 90s. <laughs> oh my God. Well, first of all, your bangs are great. Thank you. <laughs> this is my rom-com haircut. <laughs> it's very yeah. rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ashley asked just- me what my most rom-com haircut was. I was like, I think I have it right now. Yeah, I just got a similar haircut. My bangs are so greasy though, so I braided them back. But I oh, nice. Okay. Though, so. yeah. yeah, and it feels something about it feels very leading lady in a Nancy Myers film. Totally, and I think people always joke about bangs. You know, there it's like a running joke that like, oh, you get bangs when like there's some crisis, you know. But I've had bangs oh, for yeah. like five years. <laughs> Has there I been a crisis? I think it's been like crisis after crisis, and then I'm like, I just I'm gonna keep the bangs. You know, yeah, you're like you officially just have to keep them now. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of people got bangs during pandemic. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's very zen of you to just be like, I'm in crisis mode for the next five years. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like people see it as a cry for help, and I'm okay with that. Have you ever seen Zoe Deschanel without bangs? No, no I don't want to see that. Totally, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm literally make a note to look that up. I'm very look excited. It up. To that. It's very scary, actually. It's really jarring. Yeah. To see. But welcome to Female Apartments from 90s Movies. Yes, like thank you for having me. Woo! Thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you. Oh, man. Well, we watch She's All That. Oh, this is such a classic. I forgot mm-hmm. what a feel-good movie this is. Mm-hmm. And like major 90s icons in it. Yes. So many yeah. more than I even remember from the first time I've seen it. Yeah, me Lil too. Lil' Kim? Lil' Kim is in this. I totally did not remember that at all. I remembered Usher and Gabrielle Union. All I remembered everyone else. But Lil' Kim, I had no idea that was her. Yeah. I Yeah. Well, it's because you. it's hard to remember because she doesn't have many lines. And she doesn't yeah. look like Lil' Kim. No, <laughs> she looks like how she used to look. Which is beautiful, yeah. but totally unrecognizable yeah. from her today. Totally yeah. She's Kimberly in this. Yeah. Yes. I know. I literally wrote in my notes, Usher in... All caps, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Because I completely forgot. He, he also there. looks exactly the same. I yeah. know. He's like Pharrell, like never aging. Yes. He looks so good. It is funny because I did write that down. I was like, 90s movies always had, these teen movies always had like a dance. There's some big dance sequence, like choreographed. Which I wish they did in my high school. That would be amazing. I would 100% have participated in a flash mob choreo. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for the prom. For sure. You know, this whole movie feels like that sequence feels very 60s to me. And I was like noticing with the opening, the choices. You know, that whole opening sequence is so 60s. Yeah, yeah, totally. I did like make a note bond. that um, Dulé Hill, um, oh yeah, blank on his first name, um, the friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, Dulé Hill. Yeah. But is that his name? But what There's yeah, like a that's first, his name. Doesn't he have a whole first name? Or well, he just, just goes with Dilly Hill. Okay, so him. Um, his vibe in the beginning is like 
more 70s and everyone else is dressed like 90s and yeah. he's like straight up 70s he's got this like polo that like zips up just yeah. like not a 90s yeah. look totally. <laughs> totally. i remember being like why did they like make him look 90s, like 70s 90s looks are 60s looks though like with the like the mini skirts and that like if you side by side it it's so you're right the 60s but like- yeah there's like some 60s vibe in there i see that yeah that is blowing my mind. Even like the stri- like the striped shirts and like yeah, but it is like kind of more just a and little bit of a platform shoes. Those platform, yeah. Ones. And yeah. actually, there are some seventies vibes in the stuff they made Brock Hudson wear and like you know those like yeah. neon like body tight dresses. Which oh my god, I'm so glad people were not wearing that in like the Catholic high school I went to. Like that would have been very more traumatic than my prom already was. Oh, like, yeah. If everyone's showing up in like bandage dresses or whatever, like I think you would probably have gotten sent home, right? There's no way that the Catholic school would let No, that I don't happen. think so. Like people wore <laughs> tight long dresses. Some people got away with like a little midriff in like a two piece situation. Mm-hmm. But when I was in high school it was like Jessica McClintock dress. Like oh yeah here. oh my god yes and I remember like really wanting one of those princess dresses so I like stacked coupons at Lord and Taylor outlet so I could get I got yeah. one for like thirty five dollars or something and I thought it was yeah. a pretty soon it was this big cupcake like purple it was a little gothy it was just like purple and black but you know you're at the you're at Lord and Taylor like rack or whatever you just got to get yeah. whatever's in your size and so I made it work and then at the prom I sit down I went to the prom alone no one asked me. And I sit, I sit down at a table with my friends and this guy put his chair down and it was on my dress and I didn't realize. And I stood up and it ripped a hole like <gasps> right in the dress. No. The beginning. Were you like exposed? No, it was just at the bottom of the dress. But it was one of those moments oh, where you're like, oh, I'm here alone. My dress has a hole in it. They're playing a slow My off. life is ruined. Yeah, it was a difficult There's no dance chapter. sequence. <laughs> There's no dance sequence. That I could have like gripped the whole bottom off and made it a short dress. And done like a tango. And everyone's like, she's prom queen now. Look at her recovery. That's <laughs> what would have happened. So I think that's why I like she's all that because I was the before and I was just like, why can't anyone see that? I would be such a good after, you know? Yeah. You're like, I'm so hot. I felt the same way. Like, I was <laughs> artsy. I was artsy in school and I was like, yeah, I'm Lainey Boggs. Like, clearly, I just need to get rid of these glasses. You guys are sleeping on me. I'm a fucking hottie. But that's you know. probably why it spoke to so many people because it's like a relatable character, even though obviously Lainey Boggs is not relatable because she's like very gorgeous. And yeah. all they do is put her in a different outfit and take her bad extensions out, which I watched this movie with my friend uh, Meredith again just to remember it. And uh, mm-hmm. she was like, oh my God, look at her hair. It's like, it's just extensions before they like cut her hair. And they're like, badly laid in so it makes no sense because this character like wouldn't have extensions it's just supposed to be like a weird like mullet or something yeah i love that she had like uh she they did give her a little unibrow did you see that i did not notice that yeah Yeah, just a few little wispy brow hairs in the center i do love this hot Frida Kahlo, come on. She was gorgeous. I mean (laughs) big eyebrows are now back fully i remember the tweezing scene where anna paquin's like tweezing her eyebrows and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is the most aggressive eyebrow tweezing I have ever seen. It's like you hear her like, she's like pulling them. And every time she pulls back, you hear like clip, clip, clip. Yeah. I'm like, what? What is she's happening? She's like weed whacking. <laughs> why, why is it making that noise? Like, why would anyone tweeze eyebrows like that? Also, her eyebrows were, I didn't think they looked that bad. And I'm, I'm going to check back for that unibrow. She, I wrote that she's such a Gen Z in this movie. She is like Gen Z. She's the middle yeah. part. Yeah. 
She has yeah. the glasses, the like unibrow. I mean, like she's very. I don't know. She's like art. effortlessly hot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. She's like cool art girl. It was kind of funny rewatching it because I'm like, oh wait, she would be like really cool right now. Like she, it would, like it would be the reverse. Like in today's movie, it would be going from pretty and like kind of average, like too mm-hmm. interesting looking. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> the part that kind of like sucks about it is is really the like overall message that like she just had to change like a couple things about the way she looked and then it like helped her find love with this like super hot kind of nice guy. Yeah. The overall messaging is like kind of painful because it's this like Cinderella story type thing where she is this cool Gen Z person that's like, I care about, you know, like issues in the world and, you know, the environment and like, riots in like or oh, forgot what the what um the yeah. culture you know what I'm talking about like Mogadishu yeah, or something like that yeah, yeah. like she, she like talks about some stress and cares about it but then as kind of as soon as Freddie Prince starts paying attention to her she does a quick hard right to like wanting him to like her understandable yeah. because love Freddie Prince Jr. and he's kind of a like sweet babe in this like I and he's smart he got into all of the ivies with those um acceptance letters that are like welcome to Harvard exclamation point exclamation point I'm like okay I didn't I didn't apply to Harvard so I don't know what the acceptance letter would it look like is it like all the other, all the other ones were like welcome to welcome to the school this is exclamation point I'm like I don't remember them being so hyped about welcoming me into any school yeah they're like you barely got in here you go <laughs> like, yeah like, like i did say congratulations I but i don't think there were any exclamation points <laughs> it's fine you got in <laughs> yeah so like, i get why she wants him to like her but it's a little disappointing because like she doesn't hold true to like the real values that she like totes in the beginning that seem like who she is I also have to say, like, I didn't understand the bet. I'm like, from I remember watching it when I was younger. I mean, like, oh yeah, they made a bet. Um, there, I guess that makes sense. But like rewatching, I'm like, wait, why did they make the bet? Like, what did this have to do with anything? For him to like redeem social clout because he got dumped. Yeah, was to, for him to prove that like it's actually him and not the other girl who's the hot girl he was dating, Taylor. Gone. Right. Yeah, After she breaks up with him, they're like, dude, you're not going to be able to recover from this. Like, she's the hottest person. And he's like, no, I can make anyone hot. I am the ultimate yes. accessory or whatever he thinks about himself. That's like the only time he's obnoxious in it. Yeah, true, true, true. Right. Because he is kind of a jerk in that. But then after that, he's, he's not really a jerk towards anyone. Yeah. Because no. that line he goes, where is it? He says, fat I can handle, weird boobs, bad personality, maybe some sort of fungus. Maybe some sort of fungus. Maybe some sort of fungus. I was yeah. like, oh, man. But then, yeah, he is actually nice. Why was she such a pariah? Like, that never gets addressed. Like, is she, she, like, tripped? and paints, and I don't get it. Like, I don't she- get it either. I mean, I guess because they're, like, just in different social classes in the school. But I wish they had some sort of, like, yeah, member in, like, you know, third grade, like you did this, like I wish totally. there was some sort of backstory to like why she was such a pariah because yeah. even with the other art school, her like the other art students. Those goth class, rich oh, art girls. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. When they're He's like, so hey, we have this terrible. really great idea. Why don't you kill yourself? Because then your art will be so much more valuable. And that was Claire Duval who also looks the same, but in the reverse way where she just looks old there. 
Like she looks as old as she looks today. I know. I love her. She's a great actress. You know what I mean? But it's so funny because I'm like, oh, wow, she really looks the same. She yeah. was literally, she looks exactly the same. It's like she's frozen in time. I think they also throw in an element of like her dad being the pool guy. So there's this like socioeconomic mm-hmm. thing about yeah, her. Classist. Okay. Where apparently she goes to school with like mostly rich people. Yeah, that's true. Ew. That I does feel like it. the discomfort. Yeah. It is. Which a- he is like a pool guy. Like the dad at the end is like, I own my own business. Yeah. I'm yeah, like this is like there's nothing and even if he did it's like there's nothing wrong with cleaning. No, and pools. he they have a pool. Yeah, they yeah. have they have like a beautiful house actually. Yeah. Their house is, is very Beverly, cool. Is this Beverly Hills? It looks like California to me. I don't know what it's where it's supposed to be. Yeah, it looked very California. There were moments where I'm like, why are they in Hollywood? Like there were a number of times where it just looked like they were on Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Yeah. So why do, does he own a house? in LA <laughs> let's just say it's a family house <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. the friend's apartment it's like they got the house yeah I got the family down. yeah I mean this came out in 99 so like what was the housing market like then that was <laughs> so, so maybe it was like you know 300 grand some people got lucky and got in there at the right time <laughs> yeah right now it's like a million and it's a shack yeah like barely last year to buy a house yeah i think that line that you said about like scary and accessible i almost feel like that was like an explanation to the audience of like we know that she's hot but she's scary and inaccessible and that's why she's like the makeover project you know right why is she scary that does she did she cut someone once i wish that she kind of ignores them she's kind of a little like not social and everyone else is like drooling over him which makes it then also disappointing when she's also kind of all about him. I think it would have been interesting to have made her character like a hardcore feminist or something. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, do a little 10 things I hate about you. Yes. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, I guess that was already in 10 things I hate was about Was that you. before or after? That may have been mm. before. If it was after, maybe know. someone was the same year. Oh. It's like right around there, maybe. I I forgot that Matthew Lillard, Lillard was in this and played a character from the real world. That was honestly incredible. And I wonder, I'm like, will people from this generation watching that get that? Will they get this movie as well? Like all the pop culture references and like. I don't know no. if like real world's not still on, right? I don't know. I don't know. Does know. anyone know? Does any, I don't think anyone knows. I think the right. fact that we all don't know means it's not still on. Yeah, I don't think it's Right? Because so I, I don't know, know if they'll know what real world is. I don't know. I, I, don't I know think the real world is just YouTube now. Which, <laughs> or yeah. Spring Break. Or like, like she meets Kardashians and Real Housewives. Like that's the new real world. I once went on, not an MTV spring break, but I went with my friend was in college. She went to like George Mason. So it was like a very like, you know, big stereotypical college. And I was in art school and I went with her on her spring break and I like Mm -hmm. got bronchitis. My vibe was that I got bronchitis and stayed in the room the whole time. And And then when I got back home, I had to go to the ER to get a breathing treatment. Like that's spring break. That's like my vibe from but spring But were break. you in a bikini at any point? No, I don't think I made it out of the bedroom. I think okay. it was. Oh, man. Yeah. I had a friend that like would always get sick when whenever we went anywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, my immune system was not didn't handle uh, travel or drinking well. Maybe it was just so, like yeah. protecting you from trouble. I think it was. I think it was just like, do you you don't want to go out there? You don't want to be mean, Rock Hudson. <laughs> yeah, there's a potential date rape laying in wait for you. <laughs> oh yeah, that was before we even talked about that as openly. I know, and yeah. I was waiting. I mean, not to jump ahead, but like that last scene where Ooh. she's like, you know, Paul Walker, which, well, we'll get there. I feel like I'm jumping ahead, but like there is that call out where she's like, oh, yeah, he just, mm-hmm. he almost tried to rape me, but I like blew my. Yeah. Rape. Yes. Yes. Because just before that, I was like, oh, she made it home. I, I'm so surprised he didn't try to rape her. Like I literally said that out loud to myself. Yes. And then she's like, mm, you know, he did. He tried to rape me and I used my rape horn. Back then the and mentality was like, was like carry your whistle, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was so casually addressed. It was just like. I mean, how many times in high school are you like almost raped or like friends of yours are almost raped? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. I forgot the, the line that, and, and I love Paul Walker. He's super hot in this. And it was like, I forgot that he was in it. I was like, oh yeah. And then he plays this like kind of horrible like character. And I forgot what he says about Lainey. Maybe you guys remember, but he, when he first sees her at the beach and of course you're like, she's got the super hot body. Oh, and then he says something bobos. like, bobos. He's like, look at the bobos on this freakazoid or something like that. Oh, I, I think the line. <laughs> Oh, Wait, God. but I don't get it. What's wrong with that line? That's it's just so creepy. Like he's just like he's like uh, calling her a nerd and like ogling her boobs, and he calls him bobos. And it's just like everything about that just like gave me the '90s creeps of like, oh, this is why. Like, I was like shut down and like afraid of you know being ogled at that age, which I wasn't, so I didn't have to be afraid of it. But you know, it's just that no, feeling of objectification, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like yeah. at that age, we're not aware of our boobs. Like, we're not aware of our... I mean, I... Oh, my I God. I was, was so aware. Oh, everybody like, was you aware. were aware in the way, like, it felt uncomfortable, right? Like, you weren't yeah, aware. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't, like, loving them and, like, right. them in push-up No, but I could <laughs> see that the girls with big boobs got attention. I definitely remember that. Yeah. And, like, w- wondering, like, you know, when mine are going to get bigger or, like, trying to make them look bigger certain times. I also wore uniforms, so that was kind of, like, a moot point, trying to get attention to your boobs. But also, <laughs> like, you know, there were people, like, if a girl had big boobs, she was, like, you know, people would talk about it in school, which is, like, gross. But also, like, oh. happened then and probably still happens. Like, we are so objectified mm-hmm. for our bodies. It's, like, normalized, you know. I'm so glad I'm not a teenager anymore. Like yeah. bringing watching this brought back so much trauma of like yeah. how in everybody's business everybody is, but largely how like high school is just a microchasm for the macrochasm of the like patriarchy in society. Mm-hmm. Like those boys are running that fucking school. Yeah. You know? It's like Paul Walker and Freddie Prince Jr. and everybody else is like at their mercy. And like we're supposed to care about Freddie Prince because like he's a good one. He's a good agent of the patriarchy. But mm-hmm. he's still like making a bet and gives a half-assed apology and had no interest in her when she had glasses. And know? his like biggest problem in life is that he got into too many colleges. His <laughs> yeah. yeah, dad wants him to go to Dartmouth, but he doesn't. So hard. It's a real conundrum. The hacky sack. Hacky sack. Okay. Wait, can we talk about the hacky sack? Okay, so he makes the bet and then he goes up to her and she and he's like, Hey Lainey, will you teach me about art? And she's like, Okay, I guess. Also, what does that mean? It's like 
That whole thing yeah. is so confused. I actually had to rewind and watch it because I'm like, how did they get to this like random show? Like no one told him she was in the show. The show is garbage, but he likes it. It's and like then he gets her and she gets like mad. And I'm like, why is she? Yeah. I also was like, why are you mad? Yeah, because <laughs> she's like, you didn't really want to learn about art. You just wanted to kiss me. Yeah. And he sat through that show. So it's like she could at least, I don't know. And, and, and she, put him on, she put him on parade. Like she got him up on stage, which is yeah. like, that's kind of like a dick move what she did. That's such a dick yeah. move. I can't believe he went up. That's like it's a lot of people's worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. I Yeah. It made me, first of all, remember about Hacky Sack, which I completely forgot about Hacky Sack. Yeah. And those oh, the guys who played Hacky Sack in my school, I felt like they were untouchable. I was like. Oh, they're too cool. I can't ever go up to them. Like, Why was it just a really? thing? They're too into hacky sack. Like, they're just, uh, I'm not, I can't get in. I can't make my, I can't infiltrate. Did I girls can't. hacky sack? Because I don't remember that. It felt like more of a, it's like, if it involves a ball, like, men have to take it over. I feel like. <laughs> it's really annoying. Because I feel yeah. like we'd be really good at that. And maybe we should. Yeah, I agree. Because so. a lot of balance formation. Totally. Like lower center of gravity. So you hopping up on one leg. You're not going to yes. fall. There would always okay. be like one cool girl who'd be like, okay, guys, I'm going to come and step in. And then she'd come in and like do hacky sack. And then people and just are girl. looking at her boobs. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. I, I did also have the thought, right? This was 97. And a lot of the teen movies, they were super white. And I feel it's 90, like. It's 99 real quick. Sorry. 99. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. And so like. I feel like this one, it was, even though the whole main character, which at the time, and I was born in New York and grew up there in Long Island. Um, and at the time, it's like, it was very expected to have like a fully white cast, like all the flesh talk characters are white. And that's like, from every rom-com. And this is something I thought of now, because of course, like, all the movies we loved, they didn't necessarily, all the movies I loved, I should say, didn't really represent me specifically in a way they did, because I could see myself in Lainey Boggs, but like, no one else would see me and that character because I'm not mm-hmm. white. And so I was watching this one. I was like, okay, they have some black actors that are like feature, but only in support of the white leads. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The friends, the like, so it was like a step forward in the sense that they're even like part of the story, part of the school in the background, mm-hmm. the ensemble, there's some people of color. And even that was like, probably like applauded at the time, you know, it was just now, like, like it was yeah. just like, oh, we, oh, right, we need to be diverse. Like, let's throw in some black actors, but like, not make them consequential to the story at all. They weren't even B characters. I mean, like, they barely yeah. had lines. They were just there to literally fill that quota. They were a plot device too. Yeah, it's like, right. So the, the this time period had so many teen movies like this, mm-hmm. and I lived at the time. I lived in Oregon, which is like predominantly white. And there were so many times where I would realize like, oh, to you, I'm just your black best friend. Like you are clearly main character and you don't care about me or my life or what's going on with me at all because I'm just playing this uh, role for you. I literally, I went camping once and I literally had a, a friend's boyfriend tell me to shut the fuck up because I'm just the token black girl <gasps> on a camping trip. In high school? And it's- in high school. And this friend laughs, like laughs. And I'm like the only person of color here. Oh <laughs> and God, so it's like these kinds of, like watching these kinds these kinds of narratives and movies like get into people's head. And to like mm. he thinks he I think he thought he was making a joke, 
like this was just like a very dark joke like uh because he played it off like oh you just don't get my humor because i just walked off and left um but yeah it's like was is very real and it still is like this like i'll watch there's a commercial that's airing right now where there's a lead actress and to their credit she's like she's white but her her body is like not your typical size two body that they usually put in everything Mm -hmm. but then they give her a like black best friend in the commercial and it's like even now we're just still servicing these structures you know the patriarchy white supremacy capitalism (laughs) like everything yeah yeah <clears throat> we've yeah. like barely made a dent it feels like barely. i know because if you think about the rom-coms that are out now how many are people of color and when they are the love interest is also a person of color which is is good and fine but it's also like that's also sending this message that like yeah you know it it's it's it, it's just this overall like perception of how people are of color are viewed in the world as like romantic leads and for mm-hmm. actors too it's like you're not you're not able to be seen as romantic that's why like a show like never have i ever is so important to me because it's about this indian american girl which i'm indian american Mm -hmm. and it's just so much more like real to my life um than a lot of these like movies and shows from that era because it's it really incorporates like other facets of her life that would have been so helpful if a show like that was out when i was in high school because then Mm -hmm. you know people would have like a little more awareness because we do get so much awareness from the shows that we're watching and phrases that people say like token black friend and stuff like where are people learning that and that they use that in not another teen movie which Mm -hmm. spoofed all of it and like that character is like i'm the token black friend you know Mm -hmm. so then that just becomes like a joke that people use even though it's like you know damaging it's making me think as we're talking and I'm kind of having this moment of realization that like, I also feel like when I was in high school, I, I did go to a majority white school because as I said, I'm from Long Island and I went to a Catholic school. That <laughs> says it all. Um, and it wasn't all bad or anything like that, but um, it's making me realize like all the crushes that I had were those Freddie Prince guys, even though there were like people of color at my school that in retrospect were very attractive if I go yeah. think about it. Um, but, you know, it was like that jock that, that you know, the like rich football player, whatever. It was always like these white guys that I too like succumbed to this like uh, thing I was being fed about like, this is the hot guy. Yeah. You know, so like I, I had a crush on that guy too. Yeah. There were people of color at my school as well. And there was like, I had a very good friend who was Persian and he was at like exactly my type and we got along so well. And I never, it was like never even an option in my brain, mm. you know, cause I, when you're, I think when you're marginalized, you're already, such an outcast that you're looking for some sort of like way to get in yeah and i think like this movie it makes sense why laney boggs would succumb to his charms so easily you know because she's at first it's like literally two days when she's not having it and then she's all like loving it having her cinderella moments like letting his sister come to her house and like give her a haircut i know i know because it's like she goes from like the street where she's like how dare you you know tell me my eyes are beautiful and then like the next day he's at her house and he's like hey you want to go to the beach and she's like okay and then she goes to the beach. she's like let me get my bathing suit that shows off my cleavage brb yeah. <laughs> would you know a nerd that was not a nerd one piece a nerd one piece which i owned went from here all the way down covered everything full coverage back and you wore it with shorts 
or a like t-shirt a outfit. A nurse outfit <laughs> is a t-shirt that you wear as a bathing suit, a large. I did it. I wore a Beverly oh, Hills 90210 t-shirt sure. over my bathing suit so people wouldn't see my body. I was not covering up a hot body. I was covering I, up a soft body. I remember like wearing that to a pool party mean like, okay, great. I can hide my body. <clears throat> And then, like, as soon as you're wet, like, it's completely wet. <laughs> it's so bad it when it's work. wet. It does, and you're it just no dripping. Longer, yeah, it's no longer in t-shirt form. It's so, it's so this sad. very relatable. <laughs> the yeah. things we try. I once, like, going to a pool party, like, the week before, I was, like, I think I watched, like, Sally Jesse Raphael. And <laughs> she was talking about liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, well, I guess a vacuum could work, too. And I went <laughs> used... <laughs> The hose on the back, I think yeah. I was not hurt, but like I tried it for like a minute and I was like, this isn't going to work. Forget it. Well, you didn't, oh God, you didn't like that. open yourself up though, right? You were, you didn't like create a wound. No, then- no, there was no, <laughs> I just, I, think I tried on my inner, th- like my thighs and then like okay. it just didn't do anything. It just like didn't even barely suction. I was like, yeah. Well, I guess I can't do liposuction on myself. Yeah. Oh, these fucking messages! Like what we see, there was no Lizzo. You know, there was no Ashley Graham. No, there, there was, was Ricky Ashley. Lake. There was Ricky Lake, and she lost. There were all people who like lost weight. Yes. Yeah. And they were like, "It's good. You should lose weight. Eat like you know a few carrots a day and some bread, and then like lose some weight, and then you'll be accepted, and and you'll be worth something." Because none of these movies have the makeover is never with a heavy girl or a fat girl. You know what I mean? Like it's never. No, even though he did have that line that you said, which was like, I can handle a fat girl, which like as a high school fat girl, I was like, oh, okay. You can handle. (laughs) He can handle. I mean, the category that is handleable. (laughs) No, I was like, oh, you can. I I don't think I have a fungus or anything. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, I'm like, I think I had gout, but no fungus. Yeah, it really does affect, I mean, the fact that we can even remember stories from like this long ago, like your your story mm-hmm. just triggered um, my own story, which is so sad, <laughs> where I would always wear a t-shirt in the pool, and all the other girls were skinny, and also white, and my body was just not theirs, and uh, I had, my t-shirt was all like all wet, and this girl was like, why do you always wear a t-shirt, like just take your t-shirt off at summer camp in the pool, oh, fuck those and girls. I was like, oh no, I don't want to, like, and also I would wear a two-piece under the t-shirt, by the way, which are all like, real interesting. yeah, yeah, I just was sort of like pretending that I was like wearing two-piece, so she got me to take the shirt off, so no, she got me to lift the shirt up. She was just, let me see your body or sign or how it happened. So I, I lifted the shirt off and she was like, ew. Oh <laughs> my like, God. You look like Al Bundy, which will give you the time zone, a uh, time era of this like reference. She said, you look like Al Bundy. And I was like, I, okay. So this happened like before high school. I never wore a bathing suit without my bathing suit. I'm not choking until about three years ago. Yeah, I, oh. I still am. Like, I would not oh wear God. a bathing suit alone. By itself oh without God. a sarong or a this or a that. And yeah. finally, I fucking grew up and like just learned to just love who I am. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to the pool in just a bathing suit and I'm not going to die. And I didn't. It's so wild, like how many of us have those stories and how long they stay with us. Like, I just. Yes. I remember in middle school being in a middle school sleepover and brushing my teeth with a couple of girls in the bathroom and one of my girlfriends and I was, she wasn't even that, I was kind of like a, a like pity invite to this. Cause it was like, they were all popular and I was just new and I'm like, I will try this out and we'll invite her. So we're like brushing her teeth and I have pajama pants on and, and she looks at me and she goes, 
oh my god, your butt is like so huge. It looks like a honey baked ham. And <gasps> I remember ham. honey baked ham. And I remember this to this day. Like I'll get dressed and like look in the mirror and I'm like, is my ass too big? And it's like we've had J Lo, we've had Kim Kardashian, and still like these sick. Messages. I mean, what I wouldn't do for an ass in 2021 that looked like a honey baked ham. <laughs> <laughs> It like in the nineties, it was not a good look. It was not in. It was all about that flat butt, the heroin chic, like right, super Kate petite. Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah thin was it's like, awful. Oh man, the nineties. It was like thin was in, like little, and every single waistline was like right above the vagina line. It was like right below, like way below the belly button. Yeah. Like, you have to like shave your pubes to wear jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those like ultra low rise. Like, yeah. Oh. Do you want ultra ultra low rise or ultra 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 low rise? And I even recently though, and I'm currently still on Weight Watchers, which I also funny enough did when I was like 14, around the time Me? when this came out. I <laughs> went, my mom and my friend's mom took us to Weight Watchers when we were in fourth grade. Oh my god. What? That's like nine years old. Yeah. And I remember yeah. like everyone was very old to me, you know, it was like all middle-aged yeah. women. And I remember going and like, it was like the first week and I like worked out every day, like did like workout tapes. And then like I worked out the day before weigh-in and I didn't know that like you will hold on to water weight from working out that much, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I like gained two pounds and I was like, forget it. And I was like, I never went back. So this was not even your mom. This was a this was friend mom. My mom. So my friend and I, our moms took us. They thought okay. it was a really good idea. Also, this is a side note. Is in an alt in a different universe is Lainey, the Lainey from Reality Bites? Because like she's such a Winona writer. Lainey oh, is the Oh, name well, they that's where they they did name her as a Winona writer tribute. I read that after like Oh, Lelena or something. Lelena, yeah, like right? Morality Bites. I think her name. Yeah, is- so they did name her after that, and then Winona Ryder's like other character in some other show. Oh, and they look alike. Yeah, like they really yeah. has that same vibe. She has. Yeah, maybe the writer vibe. was just into her. Another fun fact: um, apparently, M Night Shyamalan did a ghost like edit of this. Wait a second. <laughs> I was like not ask. credited as a writer, but apparently he did like a uh, edit of the script. I but mean, I, I feel wow. like this could have used a twist ending. hundred <laughs> percent. They probably like cut out his twist ending where like Freddie Prince just like flies into space or something. I, yeah, this was yeah. his, this is before the sixth sense. And he was like, she's actually a ghost. They wouldn't let him do it. And then he's like, well, I'm going to make my own movie and I'm going to make them a ghost at the end. And, like, what are the terms of, like, a ghost writer like that? Like, do you get paid to do that? And they're like, M. Night Shyamalan, hush, don't tell anyone until you're famous and then we can't stop you? Or do you think it just gets paid and it's, like, a work-for-hire situation? That's so interesting because, I mean, not that it has, like, M. Night Shyamalan written all over it. It's not a very, like, M. Night Shyamalan movie. But he's so he's – so, his writing – I really like his movies. I know some people think are not in his movies. But they're kind of simple. You know what I mean? They're kind yeah, of like, yeah, they're yeah. very tight, very like, okay, turning point, turning point, turning point. So like that yeah. makes sense. He's such a tight writer. Mm-hmm. And like his movies are, I like, I love Lady in the Water. I think I'm like one of three people who enjoy that movie. I actually didn't mm-hmm. see it. I really like, I love the worlds he creates because he loves movies so much. Mm-hmm. And his movies are just like very entertaining. And I always feel like an ode to 
cinema and i don't know i'm people some people really don't like his movies they don't think he's a good filmmaker i wonder how many other movies he like ghost edited <laughs> did he do for all the rom-coms he did can't hardly wait oh, amazing. I love that. All the teenage ones. bring it on they were like it's year. 1999 we can't put the name Shyamalan on the credits sorry you're gonna have to, it has to be two white men okay yeah That's- oh wait when did six cents come out though i, I think, think 99 yeah, so like this is a big year for him. Somebody yeah. say the you think it was year. like a Harvey Weinstein like exchange? Do me a solid. The, he apparently like pumped up the characters, but the script had already been finished. You know, he mm-hmm. he like helped with their character relationships or something. Okay, interesting. Yeah, hmm. let's go back to her getting a full on haircut from Freddie Prince Jr.'s sister. little sister. Yeah, not really a haircut, a removal of her bad extensions. <laughs> she's just like i'm just gonna try something and then just get she has a bob after that since when does like a little haircut make you hot since when does a bob make you hot yeah was that even the haircut then or was that just when when women were like let's cut our hair i mean bobs are hot like i think bobs are hot but like this movie i'm surprised that this movie thinks bobs are hot no it's funny it's funny that it goes from like well i feel like the time period like short hair was so in yeah, like this character would have like a pixie cut because she wouldn't give a fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like almost a pixie cut. But yeah, she wouldn't like- have like this weird long like extension situation that she had. She just she doesn't have time to cut her hair. She's too into her art. I want to like be in the room where the writers, probably mostly men, were having a discussion about how they were going to quote make her over. They're like, we could cut her yeah. hair. We could grow her hair. We could put makeup on her. Let's take off her glasses. It's like. <laughs> I mean, well, I think that's enough work it. for today, Bob. Let's go take a lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, have you thought about contacts? It's like, oh, that's that scene. was such a Like shitty. on the first time they ever hang out, have you thought about contacts? Yeah. Yes. You know what else is weird about that? Wasn't the beach scene like the second time they ever hung out? Yeah. And then he, they were already like kind of together or something. Like he's like, if we're going to be friends, we have to get used to talking to them. I'm like, where did you guys establish that you're going to be friends? Like, she should hate you. He's, he says, too, at the end of the movie, like, something about his best friend. Like, I missed my best friend, or I almost lost my best friend. She changed me for blah, blah, blah. And it was like, she's his best friend in, like, a few weeks. See, so this is an interesting thing, because don't I have experienced this in relationships. And I don't know if you can relate, but I feel like because of the friendships that women have, we have really, like, tight, intimate friendships with our friends female Mm -hmm. friends, right? Men don't always have, I'm not saying, please don't DM me with your stories of romance. Um, Like, I'm not saying men don't have that. But I have dated guys where they're like, when we break up, they're like, you're my best friend. I'm like, you you are not my best friend. I have really, really good friends. We're not going to be friends. I I don't need that from you. And I don't owe you that either. And it's like always, I feel like that's a very common thing where men are like you're my best friend and then like that's why they don't want to break up even though like they don't want to really be in a relationship they they won't let themselves be vulnerable with guys no i think they can with relationships with yeah and totally but they won't be vulnerable with other men because that's gay (laughs) and that's the worst thing you can possibly be right is gay i mean that is very 90s mentality and i hope that it's different now but again it's like all these things we're talking about how different is it how much change has happened you know a lot 
Not a lot. And I, I think mean, with, I feel like we're in the works right now. I sure hope so. I mean, in those scenes where he's with the guys that are his BFFs, like obviously Paul Walker hates him and is like not actually his friends. You know, there's like no authenticity yeah. like in that friendship. And even from Lainey's side, she's friends with that like one fat guy who snacks or whatever that character is like. <laughs> that character. She shames. She shames. She's like, she's trying to lose weight. Yeah, that was horrible. I'm like, lady, so way off. He's in high school. In my know? mind, I'm like, maybe he has like a health scare, and she's like only coming from that <laughs> he angle. Had a heart we needed to know that about her. Yeah, because that does but not he, align he's with her. Diabetic or something, and she's looking out. Or I don't know. And then, like, why is he? I, I, as I said, I was, a, uh, and <clears throat> always am, um, like a fat person, and he. But it's like I wasn't always snacking. In fact, I was always fucking starving. Uh, me too. I was like, <laughs> the idea that this like poor kid has always has like fucking gummy bears or whatever he was eating. I'm like, that's so rude. That's not what fat life is like. No, you, I, eat, you don't I eat in know. school in front of everyone. You eat exactly. You're sad. You hide that. You go into the bathroom and you eat your Snickers there. That's yes. what you do. So you don't have to have like snide comments like this lady. Like, yeah. No, she was not a good friend at all. She totally abandoned him too. Yeah. Once she got popular, she was just like, "Bye." <laughs> yeah, she and he was of- still there for her. Mm-hmm. I also love like near near the end we find out her mom died, which kind of felt like something we should know. Do we know that earlier? I think we yeah. we're supposed to know that from the very first moment where we the very opening scene she goes and gives her brother breakfast. I think True. they're setting up this like thing of like she's the caretaker in the house, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I that's think it's true. supposed to have a bit of a Cinderella vibe. It does. You know? I I do think it kind of does because then she's because she tells him she can't go out that night to that party because she has to clean the clean. house and she's like painting <laughs> in her and basement. He brings over. Did you guys catch that the people that he brings over to clean the house? Milo Ventimiglia is in it. Yes, I did not realize that, but I read it later. Yeah, he's so Milo young and adorable. Like a featured extra role comes through the door and I was like, "What, Jess?" Yes. <laughs> And um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, who I think was dating Freddie Prince at the time, yeah. she made a little cameo. She didn't have yeah. any lines. And I'm like, is that because they couldn't afford to pay her? They, I read that she, she didn't want to. She said she would. She was there on set like visiting. So she said she'd get in it, but she didn't want to say anything. That's, That's kind of cool. Said. Yeah, like, that is cool. Probably, yeah, her agent would be like, well, you've got to, if you say something, then I need to cut of that. Yeah. She was Buffy at that time, right? Yeah. She was like peak yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar. And. Probably she was like, "Let's. This is Freddie's moment to shine." Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he pulled her to the side and was like, "This is Freddie's moment. Where's makeup? Over there." Yeah. <laughs> and they're still totally. together. Like a new they are. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of adorable. I oh my like god, I did not even realize that. I love yeah. them. She was looking out for him even then. Yeah. He really seems like a dreamy kind of guy. I don't know if I'm wrong about him or there's like scandals I, I missed, but he just seems fantastic. Growing up, I was never – he was not my type. I liked kind of more like alternative guys with like goatees. But rewatching <laughs> him, I'm like, oh, he's really cute. Like he's so nice and cute and like just peppy. With full-size yeah. teeth. With full-size – he's full-size teeth and full-size hands. His smile is so nice actually. He, he has His a great smile. nice too. The color, nice and inky. That yeah. opening scene's very John Travolta, you know, with the letter jacket mm-hmm. and yeah. looking oh, at he comes in the school and he like, yeah, he sees the picture of himself. Yeah, and he's like very swoony. Like, you got to give him that. He is totally, yeah, he has such a John Travolta vibe. That's a mm-hmm. good call. I think it makes the movie also... work better since he's not a jerk, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. 
Because his the way he's written, he is a jerk, and she kind of sucks too. Like the thing that she yeah. does to her friend, and the way she abandons him, she just just waiting to get picked, you know. And then she is, and she's like, "Bye." Yeah, so she's not. Suck. She's not like in Drew Barrymore never been kissed. Like she's such an endearing character to me, and like yeah, and like she does. She's Josie a little bit grossy, grossy, grossy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Lainey's just sort of like, she's like, I hate to use this word towards a woman. I was going to say bitter, but I hate saying that. She's sort of like, she's jaded. She's like, just really jaded and mm-hmm. like, which I get, I get the jaded. She's just was like lying in wait, waiting to be chosen by a man, you know? Yeah. I feel like they, they didn't have that many scenes of her getting like made fun of. So the ones that they had to show had to be like real extreme, like the two goth girls telling her to kill herself. what the hell like where is that coming from because i feel like they were like look we're not gonna have many scenes we need to establish she's getting made fun of so we need to do the extreme version because my take was that she's jaded and like kind of angry because she this is how she's been treated her whole life like she's probably been around the same people her whole life the same school system you know because like people go to the same schools Mm -hmm. from like elementary to middle and like and like, so she just is angry. At those people, I, I kind of that kind of resonates with me because I feel like elementary. It was the same people: elementary school, middle school, high school, and like you do just mm-hmm. at a point you just sort of break and you're just like angry. And mm-hmm. so I kind of get it. I kind of get why she's like defensive from the jump and angry. But secretly, she does want to be pretty we you know like we all secretly wanted that to be pretty. oh yeah she makes this comment yeah. like in the basement towards the end where she's like he says her mom's beautiful and that artwork she does and she's like yeah i guess some things don't pass down i'm like come come on this girl doesn't think, think she looks pretty i know it's funny because like the castings like in general like if you are treated a certain way you're gonna think that you are that person like if you're not if you are not even if you're pretty and you're told you're ugly your whole life you will think yeah. that you're ugly but it is funny because it's oh, like yeah. the casting never – in these movies, the casting is never right. Like it's never – it's always like a girl who could be a model. I feel like they should have given her like bad skin. Wouldn't that have been like an easier like yeah. thing to yeah. to her? Because that, that was actually my sister. My sister was like kind of like kind of overweight and had bad skin. And like literally in a year, her skin cleared up. She lost weight. She also went to Weight Watchers. And then she was like – popular and like dating. she came back after like a hot girl summer and then people yeah, she, like, she 100 had a hot girl summer yeah <laughs> so she she's all that at herself she is yeah and i think she was like those movies really affected her like that was like oh this is what well this is the formula this, this is, is the do. formula yeah because like this is yeah. the first time this formula has been used mm-hmm. totally yeah i mean was your sister a brunette she had like strawberry blonde hair did she oh, dye it blonde for Hot Girl Summer? No, she like it was literally like a summer. She like lost weight, she grew, and she like went on like some sort of acne treatment, and then I've been waiting for that summer for a long time. <laughs> I know <laughs> the summer where I come that back is- and I'm like, bam, <laughs> I'm blonde. Such a, wild, a wild time where it'd be like some you know you'd see someone and then they come back and they're like four inches taller and like yes and you're like whoa he's hot what happened i had that after high school like when i was 22 because i i was overweight growing up and like then i lost a ton of weight when i Mm -hmm. like after high school Mm -hmm. and 2000 yeah (laughs) 
would show up places and they were like, who is that? I like looked, I metamorphosized to this other looking girl and people were like, it was very weird because you're suddenly seen in the world as a totally different person yeah. and your experience is still the same. Like you're you feel like you were getting- internally, yeah, internally, but then externally you're like getting more opportunities, like people like you more. Yeah. I feel I had that same thing. Like I went to a very, very racist high school oh, and I had really horribly frizzy hair. Like people had the Confederate flags flying. Oh, on, oh my God. What? Like that racist. And so like, I just got bullied the whole time and then had horrible bad teeth and got braces my senior year, like middle of my senior year. And my hair was like super frizzy. I had no curl cream. It was a big mess. And then I got it together like around 20. And I remember going back and get, and then like getting hit on. And still to this day, I'll like get hit on like some guy from high school who used to bully me at 2am gets on Facebook and is like, trying hey. to get some sort of booty call yeah. out of me and I'm like I am married and I live in another state like and you were cruel <laughs> like yeah I yeah I remember I think I had a hot girl winter I think that's what happened I came back <laughs> I came back like over Christmas which is even break. harder to do because winter is like when I hibernate and pack on some extra yeah, totally. and then like I came back over winter break and I went to a friend's party and this guy shows up who's always like a kind of like a jock good looking jock guy and in high school. I don't think he made fun of me, but he wasn't like a, a nice. And I remember he, yeah. he just came over to me. He goes, nice. Oh, <laughs> that's like, it? Yeah. He just like looked me up and down and said, nice. And nice. I was like, oh God, I expect nothing less or nothing more. Nothing less. I mean, it's interesting that watching these like, you know, movies from probably around the time we were like in high school, really like it's triggering. <laughs> Like, it's like you can sit and enjoy the movie, and I do, like, really love the movie, and it's just kind of, it's interesting that, I mean, I love the movie, but also, like, think some of it's trash, you know? Yeah. And then really remembering, like, kind of these stories and, like, really what that was like and some of the stuff we're talking about, the, the, like, um, objectification and then the, like, micro-racism or just plain old regular racism and how, like, all those things really, like, probably did affect us in ways that we didn't understand at the time. For sure. Yeah. I think and that's like, why, we're still trying to figure out. I think that's why I had like a little bit of a panic attack after watching it. I was like, mm. now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, I did have a lot of anxiety after watching this. And yeah, me too. It's like, for scored. sure. And she's supposed to be the relatable character to us. And um, by us, I mean, so, just, just a girl. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, I remember watching this when I was younger, I mean, like, yeah, she's no one's no one was relatable to me in that movie at all. Like, she certainly wasn't. She was like one of the prettiest people in it and yeah I mean although I will say rewatching that iconic like walking down the stairs scene kiss me yeah I mean that's such a great that that has I'm that not song sure is so good that. still I know it's so good I also feel like it they spent up. all of their money on that song like that was the music budget because there wasn't really that and that other song funk soul brother check it out now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like because there weren't any other great 90s songs but that song became popular only from the film i think that's true yeah so maybe mm-hmm. like that wasn't their budget. maybe they just had like a little tiny budget for it <laughs> he just of yeah they had a little tiny budget because they had to be asher you know what's so sad is like i watched this and when i forgot the paul walker character and mm-hmm. when he is being nice to laney i was like oh that's i literally wrote my notes Oh, Paul Walker's so nice. I was literally tricked again. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so nice. He's so nice. He's going to take her to the dance. And like, 
he's standing up for her and like and then yeah no and then he tries to rape her i was like oh right yeah he's a terrible person it's some of the popular people like gabrielle union's character she's popular but she's like so nice to laney the entire time yeah doesn't she like being friends with laney yeah she's the one that nominates her to be prom queen apparently because they say that when they're she's taking her prom picture yeah Mm -hmm. and she's horrified about the bet i know that character actually had some i wanted to see more of that character yeah yeah but she's black so you you can't that was it at least That's they made true. at least they made um her character and Julia Hill's character the ones that had a little bit of reason. Yeah, they were the nice ones that were like magical Negro in there once in a while. Oh, like, is, that, <laughs> is that a trope? Yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, it's a trope. That is yeah. crazy. They are the redeeming ones though. Um, I want to give a shout out to Rachel Lee Cook's falafel hat. It was my favorite <laughs> look in the yeah. whole movie. Thank you for mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I was like, this. Of it. She still looks pretty. <laughs> She's wearing a hat of falafel. It looked like mm-hmm. so many different things, too, because I was staring at I First of all, it really made me want a falafel. And then I, it, I was yeah. like, I like want one right now. And I was like, it looks like so many things. I'm like, it looks like meatballs. looks like a falafel. It looks like a, a taco. Yeah. Like a taco. Yeah. Really great hat. I hope that someone has that somewhere. Like, I hope the person who made it or Rachel Lee Cook has it like in a clear glass box under security and that like, would be such a good costume for like super fan on halloween to just be her falafel <laughs> looking the only people that get it like get it really and everyone else it. is like what are you he's That's also the really worst employee because like she leaves the guy she, yeah. how mad would you be if you're ordering a falafel and this girl's like i'm gonna go talk to this guy i hate and you're just standing she, there waiting to order i know she's he, really pretty terrible did he end up even ordering? he ordered balls Oh, yeah. What does he say? He wants his balls supersized. Yeah, supersized my balls. There's, like, a couple little, like, nuggets of, like, hetero male humor to keep, like, guys into the rom-com. And that's why, like, the hot girls are in there. It's, like, it's like laced sporadically through the pube hair on the pizza. That's, oh, like, uh, just all for the, like, keep the guy element. Like I forgot that know. Kieran Culkin was in this. Yeah. Too. Kieran Culkin. Now, did his character, because his character had hearing aids. Was that part of the character? Okay. It was part of the character. And when asked about it, Kieran Culkin was like, I have no fucking idea why the character was wearing hearing aids. (laughs) Yeah, it never gets addressed at all. You know why it was kind of cool? Because, like, it's like, uh, you know, you don't really see people with hearing aids or anything in in the movie. So it's like representing a group of people that, like, isn't usually represented. And it wasn't about that. So, in some way, that's kind of like, yeah, was good. That was so – I know I only noticed that in the pube pizza scene Ugh. and was like, wait a second. Does Kieran Culkin have hearing aids like in, in life? Because I was like, they didn't address that. Does he have – is he deaf in the movie? Like, is he Right. It was just a character thing. I have – I had questions on that scene. One, why was Kieran Culkin like fresh peppering everyone's like pasta? Was that like his job at the cafeteria? Why was he doing that? <laughs> just child labor. That was like PJ, you know, like when you're super weird and you want to make friends. Like I was super weird when I was a little girl and I like moved around a lot. So I remember making origami paper cranes for my new class and putting it on everybody's desk and they just all got thrown away. But it's like, you know, weird little kid way of like getting in with people. Like, I'm gonna offer you, I'm gonna provide you with this service and then you'll see I'm worth something. Oh man, that's a lot of labor. Paper cranes yeah. are not easy. 
they were not easy, but I think that that's what it was. He's just like, fresh up, Peppa. And then you'll like, you know? maybe also secretly he wants to get into the restaurant business. Like he becomes, he goes on to become like a mogul. Yeah, he becomes an Italian eatery. He's John and Vinny both combined. So my other question about that scene is I could not help but wonder when he like sticks his hand on his pants to pull out his pubes and he comes up with this like big patch. How painful would that be? Who would do that? I I was wondering that too because it was was so fast. And I was like, did he just like actually get the pubes in real time? If you were to actually do that, you would like have tears coming out of your eyes. Yeah, I would be – so, and you just like need a minute. You know what I mean? Like you don't just get you don't just like put your hand down your pants and come up with them. Like I mean, maybe it's a fetish. Maybe he's pulling pubes. I mean, after if you think about getting wax, how much that hurts? It's like just pulling it right out, and that was like a decent chunk. Like that yeah. didn't hurt, unless he had time to ice it beforehand, which it doesn't look like. Or it's like, did he just did he cut them off? Before, did the character cut them off before and just leave them there? Did they show him sticking his hand like down? Yeah. Oh, he pre-cut them and just like left them still there. Cut them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Left them in a tuft and just like pulled the tuft out. Okay, that's possible. I can go for that. I mean, it's hard for me to get into that character's head, but you know, maybe. By the way, they use like corn hair for that. Maybe also he just does that all the time. Corn like that's hair? his. That's his shtick. So, like, he is ripping them out all the time. So, like, he's just used to he's it. He's just now. numb and Yeah, balls. at night. He's, like, into it. He just tears it out, you know? Yeah, you know when you, like, open a shuck of corn or whatever it's called? And it's got, like, hair in those hairs? Yes. That was it? The husk. That's what so I read cool. it was. That is Whoa. so fat. Because I was wondering. I'm like, oh, God, is this, like, fake hair? So, if you want to yeah. recreate that for a Halloween look and just carry around the pizza, you can use I would corn love hair. to go to a Halloween party and see a Lainey Boggs, the falafel, the falafel hat, hat. And guy mm-hmm. playing the guy with, like, just pubes and a pe- walking around with pubes on a pizza. The whole yes. Party. And then I would appreciate if they had, like, a little tears just, like, coming down to represent the the pain of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to sacrifice, though. <laughs> For your art. Yeah, because, like, no one – at that time, especially, no one was doing, like, male grooming. So, like, no one was waxing or – No. And men cannot handle that. M. Night Shyamalan did not write that scene. I feel like he was like, I want nothing to do with the scene. If anything, he might have been like, please reduce the amount of ball hair that is (laughs) – Way too many. Yeah. He probably probably tried to cut it, and they were like, no. No, we need a pubic. Harvey Weinstein was like, this is my personal – contribution to the film yeah <laughs> everything centers around this scene you wrote the movie around this scene so oh, this i just case. like gagged on that on that idea <laughs> i know i know it's hard to see that miramax and not like get you know flinch yeah, yeah. i'm glad i didn't register it until after <laughs> i know it really changes the experience for sure it yeah, does. that lunchroom scene was – there was a lot – it also felt long. Like, it, it, there were a lot of questions. It was a very odd – I didn't even know he went to high school with her until that moment. He's just, like, in the lunchroom. Wait, you didn't know oh, that Freddie Prinze – that character? That – Kieran Culkin. I didn't know oh, he even went to that – That is true. They did not show that at all. He looks it's like he's never- a lot younger. Yeah, I thought he was like maybe like a fourth grader, oh, like yeah, middle is he school in, pops. Well, I do wonder if that's a school because like there are some schools where the middle school and the high school have oh, the same yeah. combined. He was yeah, he at the prom? True. He was not at the prom. No, that was he, a missed opportunity. Hmm, why the heck was he in that lunchroom? <laughs> 
And they just he wanted was to just see there him for the pepper. Freddie Prince redeem himself. It was like the way for him to like get back with Lainey. Is there like, like a is that is there a subtle subtext of this like sad story about how he doesn't go to school? He just works all day at her school, serving. He's a janitor. <laughs> that's his know. job. That's why he's that's why he's peppering people's pizza. He's hired by the school. Also, Freddie Prince's younger sister. I don't think she goes to the high school, right? No. Yeah, no. she's like, I feel like she's homeschooled. She has a whole other like storyline. Yeah. She goes to an all-girls school. Yes. In my yeah, mind, she sneaks out at night and she she like dates online and she sneaks out and meets the guys who are older like older men. Older men and she like is go she now in real life like runs uh like startup company and makes millions of dollars. Have either of you seen Flack on Amazon Prime? No. She's she's a star of that, and it's like almost like a baby version of that character. Oh my god, that's so funny. She's like a PR person. She just like cleans up all the like mistakes and stuff. So when she comes in to do Lainey's makeup, she's like, "That's what I'm here for." I'm like, "This is literally her her flat character." Oh my god, that's amazing. Just like twenty plus years earlier, Anna Paquin. I I forgot that she was in that too. I was like, "Oh my god, Anna!" I wrote that down too. Anna Paquin. Yeah. I feel like I either love her or don't like her in a role, and I really liked her in this. I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I really like. He brings her, her to the prom. Even he loves her so much that he brings his little sister. How cool do you have to be to bring your little sister to the prom and have no one face by and it? still become prom king? They didn't see her on site and were like, "We're done. I rescind my vote." And she <laughs> dates Lainey's uh, overweight friend. Yeah, does she or does she just she like, like kind of fall for him? They go off together. They're like hanging out. I do really love this scene where he, he runs back out from um, overhearing Paul Walker in the bathroom and he's like fully mm-hmm. hyperventilating. He's like, uh, I need, uh, uh, and her character is like, what? And then he's like still breathing. She's like, yeah, what? <laughs> She's like so chill and calm. I'm like, this girl's awesome. That's I mean. love seeing her like that. Like she's like that. She's very Thor Birch in yeah. this role. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like very like. Yeah, she's like the strongest female character in the entire she's movie. The voice of yes. reason, she's kind of the voice of reason, and but I that scene is so funny to me where he runs out. He hears Paul Walker say he's going to try to get Lainey to come to his hotel room, and then he what he does after that is so perplexing to me. He runs out of the bathroom. He tries to tell Anna Packham what happened. And then he's just running around. He runs (laughs) up to the stage. He literally like passes Lainey and Paul Walker. And then like (laughs) runs up to the stage. And he's like, I got to tell you something. And he like, he still doesn't get it out. I'm like, you just missed your opportunity. You just went by. It's such a funny scene. Yeah, you run like past. No one had cell phones in. Otherwise, you could just text your friend, like, I think you're about to be raped. <laughs> you could pay, <laughs> like, like, SOS situation. Yeah, and what did he want Zach to do? It's like, dude, you, you are, you're friends with Lainey. She's right over there. Like, why don't you just tell her yourself? And he runs he up. Beat up. Maybe? I don't know. Do you think he didn't have a car? And he needed... Well, he like runs through the audience because he runs up to the stage and he runs clean through the audience. <laughs> in the audience. Oh, really? He actually yeah. runs by. I didn't even notice that. He's That's like, hilarious. Literally, like in my mind, she runs by him, but like he has to, or he runs by her. I mean, he, he, she's in the audience with Paul. 
Zach is on stage and he, instead of running to Lady, he runs like around the audience up to the stage to tell Zach in order for Zach to tell Lainey. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Mm. It is so funny to me. You know what's weird about that whole prom thing is that, first of all, why does Lainey agree to go to the prom with Paul Walker? Like, at this point in the story, wouldn't she be like, no, fuck all of you. I'm staying home. I feel like we're supposed to think that she's, like, she wants to make Freddie jealous. Oh, really? I think so. I think her character- They don't show her, like, making that look where you're like, is he looking at me? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think she falls for it. I think she, like, truly believes Paul Walker for a bit. And I honestly think that she's just, like, was waiting to be popular and waiting to be in. And this was, like, her opportunity to go. This character is so tragic to me. I know, because I'm like, wait, I want her old self to come back and be like, yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not going to the prom with either one of you. You both She should go with her friend. Or she would pull a Carrie. You know what I mean? She'd pull a Carrie and she'd cover everyone in pig's blood. And not them, let them leave. Yeah. yeah. Destroy yeah. the gym. Or she'd come in with some guys. like crazy artwork and in her like splatter paint um, overalls. I would love that. I would have loved. Yeah. That would have been great. She comes in with like a performance art piece. She like performance art bombs the dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how does she go from a girl that's like falling over the place and doesn't wear any makeup to being able to like style herself. She had this like pretty dress. She was like French and she twist. was wearing heels and does not yeah. fall. Her makeup was like on point. Also, did she yeah. have contacts? Cause like, yeah, when she had the makeover scene, yes. like, suddenly she's just not wearing the glasses. Right. Like we're all made to believe she can just see without the glasses. Cause there's never like, Oh, let me get you. I have some contacts here. Like I think or- she's, oh, yeah, she, she, says. Says. She, she does say, Oh, okay. She says like she's like he's like do you, you should wear contacts. She's like I have them. I just they I don't like touching my eyes. She's like maybe I'll wear them later once I realize yeah. that all I really want is you. So we get a setup for that, but we don't know why Kieran Culkin has hearing aids. No, and she There's also like Lainey learns the choreo dance. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I shut my eyes for that. Like, I think I, like, blinked, and then I reopened them, and she wasn't dancing anymore. I totally forgot that scene. I read online that, like, Freddie Pinch was, like, could not dance, and that's why he was not in that scene at all, dancing. Oh, really? It's, like, in his contract. I don't know if it's true, but, like, he's definitely not dancing in any of it. Like, how hard is it to get him, like, doing, like, a one little thing? Yeah, just from, like, the neck up. Just like a few like moves, yeah. A shoot like a shoulder shake, a shoulder, shoulder shake. yeah, yeah. Or even have like a body double, right? From like a yeah. floor, like get a wide Bottom shot from the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wow, that's interesting. I could see him not being a good dancer. Actually, he seems like a little bit clumsy to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm having one more thought about this. Remember the art scene where she's yes. like doing the very first painting, and then the teacher like. It, everyone's like, oh, that's really good. And the teacher's like, but it doesn't say who you are. It's like, yeah. are we supposed to think that like at that time when she's like actually cares about the world that like she just really doesn't know who she is and who she is is like a pretty girl that's supposed to date pretty Prince. And now her art's incredible because she's popular and she's in. I, she's chosen. The moment where the art teacher comes up to her, the art teacher just appears out of nowhere at the <laughs> Yeah. Like, and yeah. she's like, Lainey, I have to tell you, I faxed all of your art schools that you're doing a great job and like you're, you're the best artist I've ever seen. It's like, what the hell? There is no She's like, I could have told you this at any time earlier, but I waited for the prom <laughs> to come and find you. 
<laughs> and also there's like there's no resolution to any of this i just faxed they just received a fax it didn't go to admissions who knows if you get in yeah i was kind of like wait what'd you do like she like wrote on a piece of paper just hand wrote laney's the best artist a- ever <laughs> and faxed it to all the schools i feel like the schools were like do you want me to throw this away or was that email time or was it like postal mail that feels Email was Emailing. existed, but it felt like a little bit before. Like fax was definitely a, still a communication. It was method. the yeah certified fax. The art teacher would have like handwritten a note. When Taylor spills a drink on her, that scene was really weird too because it was like she didn't splash it; she like gently poured it down her dress. I know, and it was cut from like so many different angles that it was almost like you see it over and over and over again happening in like slow motion, even though it's not in slow motion. They filmed it from three different angles, and then they just cut from one to the next to the next. So it just felt so much longer. Yeah. It was so poor. It's like so slow. Like, Lainey, move away. Like, you can- Like, wouldn't it have been better if she, she, like, put it on her head or something and, like, messed up her bob? I would have- Still, Lainey's looking amazing. I think it would have been better if she, like, left looking like a mess. I know. Also an ode to Carrie. Like, this red- yeah, down like a white dress. It splashes yeah, in her eyes. She has to like take her contacts out. She's, like got the glasses on. She's crying. That yeah. would I love that rewrite. I think that would have been so much better. That was that probably was what Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan pitched. For yeah, sure. Oh my god, I know M Night Shyamalan just wanted to remake Carrie. That's what yeah. he really wanted. I'm like, I'm, I'm intrigued that he even like outed that like because you think he's really proud of that movie and he's like, you know what, fuck that. I don't want to be like an unspoken ghostwriter. <laughs> this is your legacy. Credit. I want credit for she's all that. I finally want my credit for she's all that. So box office hit. Have Shelba? Have you ever had your own rom com? Not to the extent of like it being a successful rom com, but I did have like a like an eat pray love version where <gasps> I like uh, I was uh, finished school and I wanted to like travel and do all that so I like told my parents I'm going to India which I, I was born in New York so it is pretty weird for me to, it might not sound weird because I'm Indian but it's pretty <laughs> freaking weird for me to pretty tell my parents far. I want to go to India by myself I went with one of my girlfriends and um, we were both going to do different things I was like playing music or whatever I was just having that like full on full scale meltdown and yeah. I went to India for the summer I stayed for three months and uh, we went to Delhi where not a lot of, not everyone spoke English which I didn't know because I don't speak Hindi so I relied a lot on my friend. Um, and there was a guy at a bookstore that we would like hang out in. And he was really cute. Um, an actual Indian guy, uh, like meaning like not American. And uh, yeah. he was like talking to her and I could see him. And I was like, that guy's so cute. And she went outside to get a, like a phone call or something. And I like went in and like picked up the conversation. It was real like a move I wouldn't have done like normally. And I swooped in and we started talking and then I was staying in India for an extra two weeks in her. And so like I hung out with him like every day for two weeks. He told me to like meet him up at the bookstore this one day. And, I, and now in retrospect, I'm like, I did not know where I was. I didn't know the language that well. And uh, not that well, not at all. Um, but he spoke really great English. Um, so I met him like at the bookstore where he said we were going to meet and he had like a little scooter, those like scooter bikes. And so yeah. I like got on his scooter let him take me to like, I don't know where because I didn't, couldn't read any of the signs. And we went to this like food market. He, we went on like a proper date. And that was like the first time I think someone like took me on a date like that. Like he bought me lunch. We went to the movies. 
We made out in the movie theater and it was like a straight up date. And I had it in India, which is crazy because like I, you know, had a very American upbringing and I had this like little Indian like summer affair. And we stayed in touch for a while. He's married now. He married a, a white girl in America. God. And mm-hmm. uh, like we stayed in touch a little bit and it was just a really great story. He was really like great person. So that was like the only like rom-commy kind of story. Nothing like that has happened since, but I needed it at the space I was in at that time, yeah. you know, in my the universe delivered. So yeah. Amazing. The universe delivered this like situation that could have been like terribly dangerous. <laughs> I mean, you could have been murdered. Like when you said you got on the back of the moped, I'm like, I cannot believe you're here. <laughs> like, like my mom would be horrified. She's, doesn't know what podcasts are, so she's not going to hear this. But <laughs> she heard I mean, if she heard that, she would be like, "What are you talking about?" Because that's just like has a, even people knowing that we were American there put a target on us. Yeah, but I went yeah. with my instinct, and he really, truly was like a very good person, and so I was fine. So it turned out rom com. But if you think about it, all rom coms are just like one or two steps away from being a terrible, dangerous story. Yeah, yeah it could just be a, like a it's a horror movie before you know it's yeah. a slasher. Yeah, one or two steps away from being Amanda Knox. And that brings us to the whole point of this, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> exactly. 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 Like it's we realize now it's just one turn until she yeah. all that is a M is the lady in the water. <laughs> we really wanted to bring you here to talk about M. Night Shyamalan. Totally. I love how old were you when you I was you 20. Know? Yeah. I know what you mean. That is like the perfect time. You you need that romantic run. I've never been on a date. Oh, that's such not a once. great first date. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like, it's not even like he came out of nowhere and asked me. It was sort of like, my friend wasn't interested in him. So it wasn't as like shady as it sounded. And she was going back home to, to um, America. And so like, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was like a timing thing. It was sort of like, it, it was just weird how it, it worked out that way. Yeah, and it was it was really innocent too in that sense. It's not like yeah. You know. Have you ever had a rom com apartment? I did have a rom com apartment, my first apartment out of college because I was in India that summer. My um, college best friend picked out our uh, apartment in New York City because we we both had just graduated from NYU. I wasn't there to help her, so I was like, "You just pick it." She's the best. Uh, her name is Shanta. She's still the best. Um, and. So I let her pick the thing, the room, and this is like a very Shanta thing. I come back. It's like a, I want to say a sixth floor walk up, which if you've ever lived in New York, like yes. that is the first apartment you have when you're like on your own. Six floors, carrying up groceries and this and that. And so we get up to the top and I'm like, look in the room, two tiny bedrooms, the kitchen in between. And I'm like, I feel like this place is slanted. And she's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I was like, hold on. Grab a bottle of soda, put it on the floor. And it's like a scene from, um, I think there was like a, in How I Met Your Mother, they had like an apartment that was slanted and they were like, it wasn't that drastic, but I put the Coke down and it just rolled down to one side. And I was like, you picked a slanted apartment. And she was like, why are you here to help me? I was like, oh my God. Okay. I always stayed there for a couple of years. It was, it was one of the best apartments. My last place in LA was like that. And I would like get up in the middle of the night to pee and then fall into the wall on the hallway. Oh my God. It was so sad. It was like, like the buildings were so old. They're like slowly collapsing. And we, because of yeah. like New York and LA, we just continue to live with them. Oh man. All Ikea furniture. I had like a, my bed lofted. It was like a full size loft bed um, because there was like no room for anything else. So I lofted the bed and then I put like a desk under it. It's just like lived under the bed. <laughs> it is really funny. Like we watch these movies and the apartments 
are just so glorious in them. And then you have your first apartment, you're in, you're just like, yeah, you're, you're seven, eight floors up and you're living under your bed. <laughs> like, yeah. The juxtaposition. It's not accurate. It's a lie. But I like at that age and at that time, I think we, I felt like it was amazing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cause it's your first apartment. You're just like freedom. I have my own keys. Yes. I have my own place. Like it's the best feeling. I feel I like picked up a, a TV off a sidewalk. And I was like, this TV looks like it works. And it sure did. And I put it on top of the wardrobe so that when I was on top of my bed, I could see the TV sitting on top yeah. of the wardrobe. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the best feeling. Yeah. You just, you pick everything up off the street and you're like, you're not worried about bugs. You're just like, yeah, this is, you don't even know. You don't no know. No one judges that. me for it. Now, if no. I were to tell people I picked up a TV off the street, like they would look at me with shame in their eyes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bugs. Yeah. But that back then, you're like, whoa, this is a steal. You know what the other one thing that I w- wanted to mention was at the end of the whole movie, Freddie Prince is like, his whole like struggle that we don't even really hear about is that like he doesn't know what to do with his future. Yeah. And then he decides from this one art show that he's going to pursue performing arts. Wait, what? what? Makes no, yeah, no Did sense. Did I? I completely missed it. Doesn't that. he say something like that where he's like, I was thinking about art school. And she's like, huh? And he's like, you know, like performance art or something and i'm like wow she single-handedly ruined his life it's just turning down harvard (laughs) to be to go to like live theater school like it didn't even sound like he was trying to be an actor which yeah that would have been a great arabovich of like uh hacky sack art yeah he just scores around yeah i'm like what do you mean by that your parents are going to kill you also, that had to be a joke, right? You will get no money. He's from gonna your go parents. to Dartmouth. I don't think it was a joke, but okay. also his parents aren't gonna pay for that. His parents no way, will not no. support. As he was having that conversation with his dad, I'm like, you better be careful. Your dad is not gonna give you money if you don't go to one of those colleges. You better just go to one of those colleges and suck it up. And honestly, yeah, it's not bad. You're away from him. He would like, thrive at any of those colleges. He was also really smart. I know. You know what I wrote down that is Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, uh, Emilio Estevez's character from Breakfast Club? Because that like, yes. some of the speeches he gives are, I mean, yeah. Emilio Estevez is a better performer in the Breakfast Club. Like he, there's more heart. What was that character that like sweet? He was a jock. He was a jock, secretly a kind of sweet because he dated, oh my God, wait, was this the, was that the inspiration for this movie? Because he dated Ali Sheedy's character in Breakfast Club and he gave her, a, Molly Ringwald took, took Ali Sheedy to the bathroom, gave her a makeover. Oh, yeah. She was like the oh, yeah. weird art girl. And then yes. she mm-hmm. came back from the bathroom and she was pretty. And Emilio Esther was like, oh my God, I didn't, I never saw you yes. this way. And then he has too hard for me to picture you with just having lipstick on. I know. I never knew you could wear lipstick. (laughs) And then he like gives a speech about his, how his dad is like giving, is putting so much pressure on like, you got to be the best. You got to be the best. He has this whole speech. Wait a second. That is this movie. That was the inspiration. My mind is blown. Very similar. And of course, like Pygmalion, My Fair Lady, that was like (gasps) part inspo as well, I think I'm assuming because it's like oh yeah, you know, he's like making her his like a poor girl that's not pretty, which is not what happened in this movie. But you know, yeah, makes her up. Teacher how to speak real good, <laughs> you know, totally, totally, totally. And her character wasn't even supposed to be like smart. I mean, I, I think it was good that it was like it wasn't about her being smarter than him. 
Yeah, I kind of. I want to spend time with you. And she's like, why? Do you need a tutor? And he's like, no, I'm brilliant. Shilpa, do you mind staying on for a few more minutes with me while, oh, yeah, while Charlene goes for her audition? (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Another thing I read about it when I was just like looking up fun facts about it, um, there were two versions of the dress. And uh, because one of them was for when she like trips and falls. You know, in that scene where she's running out of the party and she trips and falls. Yeah. And apparently they, like, couldn't find this the dress in the exact size or whatever. So the one she's walking down the stairs in is, like, a size smaller. She said she, like, couldn't breathe. And it is, like, hella tight if you look at it. Yeah. No, when I look, when she got down to the bottom of the stairs and she tripped at the bottom of the stairs, I was like, that is a really small dress. Yes. I think that was. And when your, like, body is, like, so amazing like that, you can yeah. actually just wear clothes that are super tight and it's fine. I know. Whereas if you have, like, any kind of rollage, like, that's not going to work. So it, like, kind of worked. You wouldn't, you couldn't really tell. But then if you, like, when I thought about it, when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that was so tight. Yeah, it was so tight. And whose dress was that? I don't know. It like, you went and bought a dress. Uh, you know what? There's yeah, another where did the dress come from? Them. Freddie Prince brings it. And it's obviously not it's Anna so Paquin's, weird. like, dress. And, you know, a big part of it is, like, he doesn't take no for an answer. That's no. so problematic in it. Even though, like, we've been talking about how he's, like, a sweet guy in it. She says no to him many times, and he ignores it. Yeah, that's why he'd be a great politician. This is where he's... This is where Gavin Newsom comes out. He's like, yes. Do you think Gavin Newsom auditioned for this role? He was an actor. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh man. He, I'm I pretty sure. Did I just make that up? Because I think he's hot. Let's just go with it. Gavin Newsom. You heard it here first. Because you not feel like he auditioned for She's All That. Didn't get the part. Decided to go into politics. Little known fact: M Night Shyamalan wrote the script, and Gavin Newsom <laughs> almost, played, almost played Freddie Prince Jr.'s role. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas nowadays, you can't have a movie now where a woman says no. And the guy shows up at her house and is like, no, you're coming and this is the dress you're wearing. I know. It's like teaching stalking. These movies are like taught. Yeah. If you just stalk a girl for long enough, you know, she'll yes. go out with you and then, yeah. There is something to be said about persistence, but <laughs> sure. never show up at someone's house. <laughs> never show up at someone's house. With never pick out their outfit. That is that is no. exclusively for men to do, for women to do for men. Because you guys need help. A world is trying to help you. I we don't need your help. <laughs> also, it's just like you're not my mom or my dad. Like that is creepy. It's so creepy. I'm trying to imagine a guy. And it's a super tight ass dress. A size too small. Here, here, put this on. It's. I think that shit is romantic. Let's let's just let's just make it really clear right here. That is not romantic unless you already know. I want the dress, and I've told you the size. Please do not ever pick yeah. out something for me to wear unless it's an accessory. <laughs> right. As If I've gone to Nordstrom and I picked out a dress and I had it tailored and I'm asking you to go pick it up for me, that's fine. Fine. That's fine. But that's where the line is. Anything yeah. other anything other than that, don't – it is it – is Maybe weird. lingerie. Maybe we could yeah. like – maybe there's a world where that's fine. But like a regular dress before we even have gone on a date. Really? Because I don't think they yeah. really went on a date. Also, don't show up with your sister to cut my hair. Like, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Do that. Don't bring your sister. But also, it isn't. It's actually kind of a good haircut. So, like, maybe give her my number. You know what I mean? And we'll do that. Later. <laughs> but, 
Like she goes on to become like a well-known hairstylist. Yeah. Yeah. She owns, she, she becomes, she starts, she starts her own hair. She's like Bethany Frankel. She's such a a little mogul. She becomes such a mogul. Yeah. And then she has to help out her brother who blew his life by becoming a performance artist. I know. I know. He just ends up, he ends up in like a studio apartment in, you know, somewhere in LA. He ends up at my sixth floor walk up. Still trying to do that hacky sack performance art. (laughs) Did you have any favorite rom-coms growing up? Like, did you have any that you like really liked or that like kind of got to you? I liked the fantastical ones. Like I liked Princess Bride and I, and now that we're talking about it, I think this is one of my favorite movies still, but I think that like the reason is like you don't have to identify with those people. Like I can never really truly identify with any of the she's all that characters because of the the world that it's in and it's super white world, you know. Right. Whereas in a world like Princess Bride, it's like well, no one can. This is like a f- super fantasy. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I never thought about that. So maybe that's why I like kind of loved movies that were like that. Yeah. What are some of the other ones that are like fantasy? Is the, the Labyrinth is not a rom com, right? What no, is it? it's more of the Labyrinth. <laughs> this is like I kind of funny. Love, I love that you think that could be a rom com. <laughs> Doesn't it have like a weird, like inappropriate underlying sexual thing between oh, David Bowie's oh, character? 100%. And yeah, 100%. There's an underlying sexual. And under no circumstance is it a rom com. No. Okay. I that yeah. movie really freaks me out. I think it's because of like, don't her dolls talk to her? And then there's a lot of weird shit in that movie. There's a <laughs> lot of weird shit. And you watch it when you're little, you're just like, oh my God, is this gonna happen to me when I grow up? And David Bowie's kind of a little bit scary when you're little, like when you're four or five and you're watching it. Yeah. And even the like as we're talking about some of the like misogyny weird things they do with women, like what they do, her character was very young. And what they oh, do is they doll her up movie. and have him like fetishize her or whatever that who was he? like what who was he was the goblin king (laughs) (laughs) sorry oh that clears everything up yeah goblin king got it um (laughs) he's ageless so it makes it less weird or he's like 150 or something you know oh who's he was like probably 16 oh for sure she was 16 and was she like babysitting a baby her Her brother. brother her brother and then the baby disappears Yes. Who wrote, did M. Night Shyamalan write that? <laughs> did M. Night Shyamalan ghostwrite that? That would be like such a nugget if that was, if that was true. <laughs> I really want to know what other movies he edited. Cause like that kind of, that was, that's really interesting. There must be more. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. Yes. Yeah, so this was so fun talking about this, this movie so and also all of our teenage trauma. I know this was such a great choice. Cause there's some of the teen rom-coms are like older and like, yeah. Who, who knew it would like bring up all this emotion? I know. It's so, it's totally repressed. Yeah. Um, well, this has been healing. <laughs> nothing's gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. Gonna work till I am dead. Nothing's gonna stop me. Oh, wait. I fell in love instead. <laughs>